Welcome to Chad Gets High and Talks Best Commander Decks. My name is Chad. I'm going to get high and talk to you about one of my Commander Decks. Today we're on something new. It's called Mochalope. <laughs> M-O-C-H-A-L-O-P-E. So, uh, I don't know, an antelope crossed with I I don't know what it's supposed to be, but Mochalope. I have not tried it yet, so this is going to be my test run on it. I'm just going to cut to it. We've all got that deck. That deck that's just basically a sledgehammer. Not complicated. Not a not combo-y. Not a competitive deck that's going to wow people. Just a deck that you want to grab when you've either had a rough night, say you've lost. Not only have you lost tonight, but you've gotten your ass kicked. Or maybe you're just tired or, yeah, stoned. And you don't want to think. And you just want to... You just want to hit people, get out some aggression, get out of your head. That is my Xenagos God of Revels deck. So I'm going to talk about Xenagos tonight. So uh, let me go ahead and uh, spark up and see what this Mocha Lope is about. Okay. All right. Should be a quick episode today. Unless this mocha lope sends me into a fucking spiral. Xenagos, God of Revels. You all know him. Three green. I already fucked it up. Three red green. For a legendary enchantment creature, God. Xenagos is a 6-5. He's indestructible, as all Theros gods are. As long as your devotion to red and green is less than seven, Xenagos isn't a creature. At the beginning of combat on your turn, another target creature you control gains haste and gets plus X plus X until end of turn where X is that creature's power. Xenagos is a cannon. Xenagos loads up a creature and punches you in the face with it. That's all Xenagos does. The deck strategy? Get Xenagos out, then play creatures. This deck has a uh, is mostly green. It's uh, about 80% green as far as the spells go. Um, I take advantage of that quite a bit. This is my greenest deck outside of my Yissen competitive deck. This is like my greenest deck despite it being gruel. So one thing Xenagos doesn't provide is trample. So we want to play a bunch of tramplers. And we just want to hit people in the fucking face. That's all Xenagos does. So I'm going to talk about which cards I've chosen to put in my Xenagos deck. This deck comes from a long time ago. There was a very early episode of the Command Zone where Josh and Jimmy had a guest on, and I want to say it was Brian David Marshall, but it, it, it might not have been. I freak, No, it wasn't, but it was somebody came on, and they were talking about their Xenoghost the Reveler deck. No, their Xenoghost. They were talking about their Xenoghost deck, and it was a budget deck. And I thought, that's fun, because Xenagos is so powerful, you don't really need good cards, you just need big creatures. So I, you know, so I built that deck, kind of, and then I started adding more and more creatures. And I added some Eldrazi, which are no longer in the deck. And 
pretty soon it stopped being a budget deck. So, this Xenagos deck has a converted average converted mana cost of 4.43, which is high for me. But it's got a lot of big fatties in it, so that's to be expected. This version costs about is 700 bucks. And uh, my Xenagos is foil, not not secret lair. I didn't like the secret lair Xenagos as much, but I, I have a regular foil Xenagos. Um, let's see, I'm running four Theros Mountains, original Theros Mountains, and 15, and 15 original Theros Forests. It's not, uh, you know, again, it's mostly, mostly green. So let's shuffle up, and uh, yeah, this one's going to go by pretty quick, I think. I'm already feeling the, was it Jackalope? Mocha Lope. But we'll shuffle up. Cut. And see where we're at. Crop Rotation. Just a great card. There are one or two lands in here that are worth going to get. And I'm thinking Homeward Path. Keswick Wolf Run. And um, scavenger grounds are good ones to go get. And, you know, we can fix you. Vandal Blast. Uh, this deck has very few artifacts. Not that that matters. because Vandal Blast only. Anyway. But um, Vandal Blast is just a good card to have in a red deck, obviously. Elvish Piper. So this deck has a theme of... Um, sneaking green creatures into play. Sneaking creatures into play. I want to play big, dumb creatures in this deck, but I don't want to pay for them. So I have many ways to to cheat creatures into play in the deck. And Elvish Piper is one of them. Three and a green for a 1-1 one, one elf. You pay a green and tap it. Put a creature card from your hand into play. So, you know, Elvish Piper. I, want, I don't want to pay. If I'm going to hit you in the face of a World Spine Worm, I want it to be a World Spine Worm that didn't cost me much mana. Cinder Glade, I don't love. Uh, these are fine. In a deck like this, the Cinder Glade's fine. Grove of the Burn Willows. Ghost Quarter, just, you know, I probably didn't have an extra strip mine. Kissick Wolf Run, I already mentioned this one, of course. It's the land that taps for a colorless, or you can pay X uh, green red to uh, tap it to give target creature plus X plus O and trample. Just a way to pump a creature and a way to um, uh, give the handful of creatures in the deck that don't have trample, trample. But this is a card that wins games. Um, tooth and Nail. Don't have any combos for Tooth and Nail other than two big-ass creatures that I can kill you with. Thorn Mammoth. Uh, this one's new from last year's Commander set, right? No, it's from Eldraine. Um, but it may be from the... Is it from the Brawl? This doesn't feel like a... Uh, I guess it is. Seven mana for a 6-6 six, six elephant with Trample. Trample's important. Whenever Thorn Mammoth or another creature enters the battlefield under your control, Thorn Mammoth fights up to one target creature you don't control. So it's just... It's a 6-6 six, six body with Trample that also has a removal ability on it. I don't know if it's any good. Frankly, I haven't played it yet, so I don't know. But, you know, it's a 
with Elvish Piper, it's nice. It's, you know, it can be just an instant speed, one green, kill a creature. So, But again, I, I just want big creatures with trample. The seven man is a little high for a 6-6, six, six, as you'll see. Galta, Primal Hunger, Full Art Foil. Of course, Galta is a 12-12 trampler that can cost as little as two mana. Uh, he's just, he's, he's, he's Galta. Balefire Dragon. Oh, I love Balefire Dragon. I'm going to reap. So I was at SCG Con Summer last year. And I was playing this deck. And some guy had like taken this like crazy turn where he had played a Avenger Zendikar, made a bunch of tokens, and then I think blinked it a few times and then played some lands to make them big. And like the next turn, he was just going to, you know, he'd done all sorts of shenanigans and he was proud of himself and he was doing stuff. And so it came to my turn and I had Xenagos in play and is often the case with this deck. I just slapped down Balefire Dragon, made it a 12-12 and sent it at that opponent. Now, if you don't know Balefire Dragon, you can read it along with my opponent who also did not know Balefire Dragon. And so he read it a line at a time. Five and two red. For a creature, dragon. It is a 6-6 six, six with flying, of course. Whenever Balefire Dragon deals combat damage to a player, it deals that much damage to each creature that player controls. His face sank as he read every word. As I wiped out his entire board and hit him for 12. Love Balefire Dragon. Farseek. Uh, this deck has a combination of Mana Dorks and Sorcery Ramp. But I'm running Farseek because I'm running Typed Duels. So, Giant Adiphage. I'm a fan of Giant Adiphage. Uh, the 7-7 seven, seven for 7 with Trample. And whenever it deals combat damage to a player, put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of Giant Adiphage. This one's foil, so I have like three non-foils in my token box as tokens. Just it gets out of hand quickly. Norwood Priestess. This is kind of the cousin to Elvish Piper. This is a portal card, so I will, I'll forgive you if you don't know it. Cost two green green for a 1-1 one, one elf. On your turn, this is, you know, it's a weird old-ass wording. On your turn, before you attack, you may tap Norwood Priestess to put any green creature from your hand into play without paying for it. So basically, any time before your combat step, you can tap this to put a green creature in play. Now it says green. And I know we just talked about how much I love Balefire Dragon, and I do. But most of the creatures in here, most of the beaters in here are green. To take advantage of cards that say green, like this one. But Nora Priestess is just, it's kind of the same as Elvish Piper. I guess it doesn't cost mana to activate, but you do have to tap both of them. I have with both Elvish Piper and Norwood Priestess. Actually, sorry, it doesn't work with Norwood Priestess. With Elvish Piper, I've done it where... I put it in a play and I use the Xenagos trigger to give it haste to put a, and then use it to put a big creature into play. Now, I don't get to attack with it, and so it's not optimal. But if I need to get something into play, you know, a blocker or something, I can use the haste in combat, you know, on the Elvish Piper. It's, it's gonna, again, not ideal, but it has, it has come up. Thunderfoot Bayloth. Um, just a great commander card, you know, four and two green for a 5-5 five, five beast with trample. 
And as long as you control your commander, it gets plus two, plus two, and other creatures you control have plus two, plus two, and trample. So it's a permanent, it's like a permanent, well, it's not an overrun, but what was that card? Not overwhelming stampede, not o stampede, stampede. This shit's, um, this shit's not bad. Pretty high. Um, so anyway, it, 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 it basically gives all your creatures a permanent, all your creatures a permanent overrun. And because your, your commander is a god, you're pretty much always going to have control of your commander. And then it goes, he gets removed every once in a while, but not very often. Jiraga's Tree Speaker, Soul Green, as they call it. Just a, you know, Mana Dork. The Mana Dorks are in here for a, probably one or two particular reasons. Really just one particular reason. And I'll, I'll get to that. Birds of Paradise, same thing as Jiraga Tree Speaker. Sneak Attack. Um, sneak attack is obviously a cool card. This is a foil signed by the artist. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a way to sneak creatures into play again. Now you lose them, but you know, that's fine. It's sneak attack. It's powerful. Uh, it's an early way to get a big ass creature and actually having to sacrifice a world spine worm. Isn't that bad? Nature's lore. Just go get a forest and put it into play. Again, that's why I'm running things like Sheltered Thicket. Land of War Elves. Field of Ruin. A two-color deck, I find there's plenty of room to run these utility lands. Plenty of room. But if, you're, if your fixing is good enough, you have plenty of room. And the thing is, with this deck, I never need more than a couple red. You know? So it's mostly, like I said, a green deck. So... You know, one or two mountains or a mountain and a dual land is, is more than enough. I don't think I have anything that costs three red. Eternal Witness. Proud Wildbonder. This is a new card from um, Akoria. Just got it in my pre-order. Two and two and, and two, two, two generic and two hybrid green or two hybrid gruel. For a 4-3 Human Warrior with Trample, which actually isn't that bad. 4-3 Human Warrior with Trample. And then it says, creatures, you know, I mean, with Zenit Ghost, that's already uh, an, what, an 8-6? Or an 8? I never pay attention to what toughness it boosts because it doesn't matter. Oh, power. Okay, so, yeah, it ends up an 8-7. Um, so, actually, it's not even bad with Zenit Ghost. And then... It has a static ability. Creatures you control with trample have. You may have this creature assign its combat damage as though it weren't blocked. So it's just a way to um, assign assign more. It's 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 a type of evasion. There's another card in here that kind of does the same thing. But I thought I'd try this guy out. I obviously haven't got a chance to cast him because uh, quarantine. Rishkar's expertise, of course. This deck makes huge ass creatures and this lets you draw a huge ass amount of cards while i'm of course winning in the combat step and in, in beating face there are a handful of cards in the deck that are really good in second main phase after you've pumped the creature that take advantage of you having a huge creature and this is one of them elvish mystic just hitting all the dorks oh and then here's ryan running dorks natural order um, I love Natural Order. It's a great card. Um, it's why if I was playing the Legacy or Vintage, one of the two, um, I'd love to play Elves just because I love Natural Order. 
I run Natural Order in my token deck um, because it makes uh, because it goes against Crater Hoof. And this deck, it's just a way for me to go get World Spine Worm or a big creature that I need or an occasional utility creature. But you know, two uh, two green green for sorcery as an additional cost to catch nat to cast Natural Order. Sacrifice a green creature again. It has to be a green creature, so Mana Dorks are perfect. Search your library for a green creature and put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle, shuffle, then shuffle, then shuffle your library. Um, yeah. Uh, it basically is four mana, get rid of a dork, go get World Spine Worm. And the dork pays for one of it, so. Game Trail, hate those lands, but it's fine in here. Chaos Warp. Okay, this is one meanish card in the deck. This is Putrefax. Putrefax is a three, two, three and two green for a five, three horror with trample and haste and infect. And at the beginning of the end step, you sacrifice Putrefax. This is a one shot kill with Xenagos, obviously. You play Xenagos, you next turn you play Putrefax. Putrefax becomes a five, eight infecting trample haster. Yeah, you lose it in, at end of turn, but it's meant to be. Um, it's meant to be a one-shot. Scourge of the Throne, one of the other great red creatures in here. This is the one with the throne, and then when you attack with it, you get an extra combat step. Extra combat steps are real good in Xenagos because Xenagos' ability triggers again for each combat step. So if this thing is a, you know, you make this thing a 10-10, it attacks, you get another combat step, then it becomes a 20-20. Um, actually, it becomes like a 22-22 because it gets a plus one, plus one counter on it from Dethrone. So, just a great card. Dramatic Entrance. <laughs> I like this card. Three green green for an instant. You may put a green creature card from your hand into play. So, it's just a cost reducer. It's a, it's a, it's a really, ex well, it's just a really expensive version of Flash <laughs> without, you know, have it. Without the good part of having to sacrifice it, but you know, it just it just slips a creature into play. It's great, you know, slipping it on. I know Xenagos gives haste, but um, it's a it's a way to slip a creature in, dodge sorcery speed removal. Carplusion Forest. This is of course the red green pain land. This is an Ice Age one. Um, Wizards, please reprint these pain lands. They're they're fucking disgusting to look at. I want brand new sparkling art for the Carplusion Forest, please. I like the old Sulphur Springs. I like the old Sulphur Springs because it's got that like it's got that demon hanging out in the hot tub with his tits out. But uh, you know, I'd like new art for these. I know there are some, but Worldly Tutor from Mirage found out this is fucking expensive right now. Um, just a way to go get a creature. Again, the way this deck kind of plays is um, it's not a it's not a it's not a machine gun. It's a it's a it's a musket. It's artillery. You know, you you tend to load up a creature. You, once you load, you load up a fatty and you start swinging with it. And then once that fatty gets killed, then you start, then you get another, and then you play another one. You don't, you don't, you don't overextend too much with this deck. You're just delivering just body blow after body blow after body blow. And when those creatures die, you just gotta, you know, the the worst thing that can happen in this deck is to run out of gas. Is for you to have a hand with no creatures in it. And it only and it runs thirty five creatures, you know. But 
there's probably, I don't know how many beaters there are. Maybe we'll count how many beaters there are. But you want to have one of those, you know, you want to have a creature in your hand. Blasphemous Act. Sometimes you can cast Blasphemous Act in this deck post-main phase and your main creature survives it. Summoner's Pact. Uh, again, it only, it only tutors up a green creature. Nature's Claim. Just one of the most efficient ways to get rid of an artifact or an enchantment who gives a shit about two four life. This card should be played everywhere. It's one mana to blow up an artifact or enchantment. It should be everywhere. Harmonize. Nice full art player's reward harmonize. Just, you know, just get that hand filled up. Veil of Summer. Talked about it last week. I think. No, two weeks ago. What does time mean anymore? Uh, Veil of Summer. Siege Behemoth. This is uh, this is the one that does the same thing as the Wild Bonder. Five green green for a uh, seven four with hexproof. And as long as it's attacking for each other creature you control, you may have that creature assign its combat damage as though it weren't blocked. So honestly, it's not as good as the the Wild Bonder. Yeah, it's a big creature, but it doesn't have trample. Right, it doesn't have trample. It does give the ability to itself, though. So I guess it, it kind of does. But it has to attack. And it's... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I actually think the Wild Bonder is better for this effect. Rootbound Crag. Command Tower. And a Scavenging Ooze. Just, you know, a way to... It's a good reason to be running... Um, it's, just, it's just some Graveyard Hate. It's a good card. A little bit of life gain. And it's, it's a good early play, I guess. I don't know. It's scavenging. I don't know why I have to explain scavenging use. It's also a good card if you need it to go tutor up with one of the green effects. It's not It's not terrible to go tutor up a, uh, you know, a, uh, what am I saying? I'm at halftime now. That was half the deck, approximately. Didn't take too long. So, yeah, all this deck is doing is... Uh, um, it's playing creatures, but like I said, this is the deck where, all right, you brought your new deck to, to game night and, um, didn't quite work. It did some stuff, but you know, didn't quite work. And then you have game two where you play kind of an older deck of yours, but you know, one of your old reliables, but, uh, you know, you get screwed, you know, you just get stuck on four lands and you end up not playing the game. And then on game four, or game three, I guess, everybody, you know, you play a game and, and everyone's saying they're playing like a seven or eight and you grab what you think is your seven or eight and you get immediately outclassed. You just realize, oh, I'm just, I, you know, it's not a big deal, but you're like, oh, I'm playing the wrong deck for this table. And you do stuff, but it's cute. And, you know, eventually you end up losing to something so much more powerful than what you're planning on doing. So then you get to game four and it's been a rough night. And that's when you grab Xenagos. Xenagos isn't always going to win. It does win. It's not always going to win. But you're going to at least get one or two satisfying crunches in wet. <laughs> you know, you've had a rough night. Go kick some people in the teeth. You're not, you're not, you're done thinking. You know, maybe you just spent, maybe you just played a two and a half hour game playing Esper. And you had a top, and you had a counterbalance, and you had 
you know, uh, all this shit you had to pay attention to when you had 45 counter spells in your hand, you could never F6, and it just, you just had a, a good but intense gamer. Maybe you just played a bunch of rounds of CEDH where every turn is life or death. And you're just exhausted, and you go, you know what? I don't want to think, but I still want to keep playing. I'm having fun. But my brain's done. So, you get out Xanagos. I am going to take another smoke here, although I'm pretty fucked up. Mo monochrome? Monochrome? Kodachrome? Not Kodachrome. Mocha loop. All right. That's gonna. I'm gonna be fucked. I have to take a nap. You become an old man. Naps are great. When you're an old stoner, naps are even better. Fauna shaman. Still way to tutor creatures. Multani Yavamaya's avatar. Ooh, this card. This card's uh, six mana. For a um, uh, elemental avatar legend with reach and trample, it's a zero zero, and it gets plus one plus one for each land you control and each land in your graveyard. This card ramps fine; it doesn't ramp great, but even if he's just a six six or seven seven, that's fine. I need some fetches in here, I guess, to really fuel him. But it's not a Multani deck. And then you can then you can pay two to return two lands you control to your hand and. Bring this from your graveyard to your hand. So it's recurrable. I've actually, it, it now that I'm saying it out loud, it doesn't seem super impressive in this deck because I'm not doing a lot of land shenanigans, but it's still, it, I've found it to be very powerful. Here's the big daddy or mommy, world spine worm. Eight green, green, green for 11 mana. For a 15, 15 with trample. When it dies, Put three five five worm creature tokens with trample onto the battlefield. And when it gets put into a graveyard from anywhere, shuffle it into your library. This is the big one. This is the, you know, with Xenagosa 30-30 trampler. This is what you live for in this deck. And when it dies, it's a really great card to sneak attack because when it dies, you get these five fives with trample. So with Xenagosa, that's still a 10 power. You know, 20 power, all of them. So, World Spy Worm, I don't think I need to talk it up. I know it's not like a great card, but it's an awesome card. And in here, number one, Natural Order target. Return of the Wild Speaker. Um, just draw some cards. Never will use the Overrun, but draw, card, draw cards equal to the greatest power among non-human creatures you control. I'm sure I have a few humans, but uh, they're not the ones swinging. Copperline Gorge, Sheltered Thicket, just because I have ways to fetch forests. Taiga, signed by Rob Alexander. I know it's hard to get a Rob Alexander signature these days. Spire Garden. Verderous Gear Hulk. Um, uh, one of the lesser played of the Gear Hulks, but in this, it's, uh, it's just it's a five mana 8-8 Trampler. And when you're trying to curve from 
you know, you're trying to play Xenagost as early as you can, and then the next turn, and, he, and the odds are he's going to be there when you untap. And you want to be able to play a creature that turn, you know, or sneak one into play. And this is one that's easy to cast on curve. Hell, and you can keep up your Veil of Summer, because you'll have six mana, hopefully. But it's just it's just an efficient trampling threat. Scavenger Grounds. Said probably one of my one of the that and Kessig Wolf Run are probably the two best targets for crop rotation. Can do it in response to somebody doing graveyard shenanigans. Fendhorn Elves. Stomping Ground. Is Elemental Bond. Uh Two and a green for an enchantment. Whenever a creature with power three or greater enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. Just a way, like I said, you got to refuel, you know. You have to make sure you have bullets in the, in the, you know, once you've emptied the chamber, you got to make sure to have bullets in the clip. So, in the magazine. Sylvan Safekeeper. Uh, uh, it's another little green drop that I can sacrifice to Natural Order. It's also just a great card. It's actually won me games. You know, this is, of course, one green for a 1-1 one, one human. Uh, sacrifice a land. Target creature you control gain Shroud until end of turn. It's so fucking good. Such a good card. And I had an extra one, so. Okay, here's my pet card. Not of this world. Foil. Not of this world. Think for a second. Do you know what it does? I'm writing. I'm waiting. If you don't answer soon, I'm going to have to start talking about Christian Slater again. Fuck, I don't I don't know what Christian Slater movie I'm gonna recommend. I'll come up with something. Okay. Not of this world costs seven generic mana. For an tribal instant Eldrazi. Bear with me. Counter target spell or ability if it targets a permanent you control. Spell or ability. So it's like disallow. Not of this world costs seven less to cast if it targets a spell or ability that targets a creature you control with power seven or greater. This has won me many games. It is a free, colorless counterspell. And its only in purpose is to keep someone from fucking with your giant creature. That's all it can do. This spell has countered removal spells, of course, bounce spells, and most gloriously, a Maze of Ith ability. Counter target spell or ability. And somebody getting kind of cocky in a game, is coming at him with a big-ass creature to kill him, and they were like, what are you doing? Maze. And I said, counter, bitch. I don't think I said bitch. Ancient Tomb. But anyway, not of this world. Secret tech. If you have a big ass, if you have a creature deck that plays big ass creatures, or if your commander's a big ass creature, I think this card's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. Atarka World Render. I don't run Dragon Lord Atarka anymore. <laughs> Funny enough, it was too low impact. But this is the better Atarka. Seven mana for a 6 4 with flying and trample, but whenever a dragon you control attacks, it gains double strike until end of turn. So this hits for, with Xenagos, it hits for 24 in the air. So, pretty great. It's, I mean, it hits really hard. I've actually played against a, an Atarka World Render deck that killed you real fast. Hey, a new card. Um, 
Titanith Rex. This is the seven green green, so nine mana for an 11 11 dinosaur beast. That's Trample. This is 11 level with Trample, which is pretty big. It's one of the bigger creatures in here. It has Cycling for one and a green. And then whenever you cycle it, you can put a Trample counter on target creature you control. I like this card a lot. First of all, yeah, nine mana is a lot for this 11 11 with Trample. But if I can sneak it into play, that's great. With, you know, for five mana, like five, say, say with dramatic entrance, that, that makes it five, that would make it a five mana, 11, 11, one trample with flash, right? So I don't mind doing that. Also, I don't mind cycling it to just draw a card early on. But then when you cycle it, you could put a trample counter on a creature you control. I have a few creatures that don't have trample, so that can come into play. I have some cool creatures that I haven't even picked up yet, haven't, haven't found yet. They don't have trample. So I don't know. I don't know. I, again, it just came out. So who the fuck knows? And I think there's a Godzilla variant of this card. But, uh, you know, maybe if I like the card a lot, I'll get that. Oh, okay. That's nice. Ilharg the Raised Boar. Wait. Ilharg has trample. It's the other one. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Ilharg is just a way to sneak creatures into play, of course. Um, five mana for a 6-6 six, six boar god. Put trample, and whenever it attacks, you may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield, tapped in attacking, and return it to your hand at the beginning of the next end step. It's just a way to sneak creatures into play. It's also pretty good with Xenagos, because, you know, you can put it into play, you can use Xenagos on it, it becomes a 12-12 trampler. And then you can put something else into play off of it, which, yeah, isn't getting the Xenagos bonus, but it's a bunch of fat creatures in here, you know, so... Uh, or, you know, and then next turn you can, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Garuk, Caller of Beasts. Um, this is a Planeswalker. It, uh, six mana, it draws you cards and it does, has an emblem. I don't care about any of that. Um, I mean, the, the, the minus seven for the emblem is nice. You get an emblem with whenever you cast a creature spell, you may search your library for a creature card, put it in the battlefield and shuffle your library. So it kind of gives you a weird, what's that card called? Um, um, fuck. Not lurking predators. The one where you go get a card with the same power and toughness. Wow. Anyway, but but what I care about with this is a my. It comes in with four loyalty minus three. You may put a green creature card from your hand into the battlefield. So it's a way to sneak big green creatures into play. Um. Fuck. What is that card called? It's green. Chandra's ignition. Foil and signed. We know this one. Target creature deals damage equal to its power to each other creature and each opponent. This is one of those second main phase cards that kind of um, acts as a finisher. It's it's my reach. You know, it's the way I get reach in this deck, although I just added a new one. But this is, um, yeah, this is a, a reach spell. Like, it's a, it's a sweeper. It's a board wipe. But, you know, I've I've cast this thing in a World Spine War before and did 30 to everything and just kill everybody. I've done it, you know, sometimes you don't have a good board for attacking or something and you just go, okay, cool, combat, double, now second main, Chandra's Ignition. Uh, collector Oof, just a little efficient way. They're, they're not a little... Have I even... I haven't even drawn... I don't know if there are any artifacts in here. I don't even think there's a soul ring. Uh, I don't even think there's a soul ring. So... This shit's pretty strong, by the way, this um, jackalope. 
Mocha loop. Mocha hop. Jocko hops? Mocha loop. It's pretty strong. Beast within. Oh, here's... Okay, this is a new card that I'm excited for. I know I'm probably the only one in the world excited for this card. Ram through. One and a green. Pretty good. For an instant. Target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control. So it's a punch card. It's not a fight. It's a punch. If the creature you control has trample, excess damage is dealt to that creature's controller instead. So in this deck, this is basically a fling that doesn't make you sacrifice the creature. Now, that opponent has to have a creature, granted. But this can do so much damage to another player with this deck. Go to combat. You know, double up Xenagos. Ram through their blocker. You know, so Xenagos doubles up. Let's let's take a, we have a 6-6. Six, six. You know, um, Xenagos trigger, make it a 12-12. Ram through, kill their 1-1. One, one. They take 11, and then you swing with the 12-12 trampler? Like, I'm, so it's a removal spell and a burn spell. <laughs> and yeah, there, there's a few hoops, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about this card. I'm very excited about Ram Through. Greater Good. This is my foil 9th edition Greater Good that should be in my fancy Gerard deck, but the one I have in the Gerard deck has Gerard on the card. But Greater Good is just a way to fuel up my hand and, and in response to removal spells and stuff. You know, you have Greater Good out. Someone kills your big-ass creature, you sack it to greater good, and you go find the next big-ass creature. Force of Vigor. It's mostly a green deck. And, and, you know, the thing about Force of Vigor is it's fine to hard cast this card. Like, how long was Return, the Dust, Return to Dust a staple? And Force of Vigor is pretty much, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. Woodfall Primus. No shenanigans with it, just a big, dumb creature. Castle Garenbrig in this deck, you know, kind of a uh, ancient tomb. I play a lot of creatures. I mean, I, I have non-creature spells, but, you know. Bane of Progress. Um, this destroys artifacts and enchantments, so it doesn't destroy gods, which is nice. And it's just a way to, um, you know, uh, I'm not running any artifacts and very few enchantments. So this Bane of Progress is a misprint. It's from that commander set, but it's actually almost black. The ink is super dark around the edges. It doesn't look like a green card. Almost looks like a green enchant, uh, green artifact kind of. But yeah, it's real cool. It's a misprint. Green Warden of Marasa, you know, a little bit away along with uh, Eternal Witness to get things back from the graveyard, and uh, the five four body is fine. You definitely don't mind flinging it in, in the combat because you want it to die. Oh, Stonehoof Chieftain. I love Stonehoof Chieftain. Stonehoof Chieftain. Um, eight mana for a Centaur Warrior. Eight, eight. With Trample and Indestructible. And then whenever another creature you control attacks, it gains Trample and Indestructible to end a turn. It's a good card. It's a real good card. It doesn't have to attack, by the way. To get that ability. Savage Ventmaw. 
Um, this is the 4-4 Flying Dragon for 6. It's a Gruul card. Yeah, and whenever it attacks, you add red, 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 green, green, green to your mana pool until end of turn. This doesn't empty from your mana pool as phases change. Yeah, it goes uh, it, it goes infinite with another card in here. Yes. Sometimes it's just a good way to get some mana, but yeah, it's got a combo. Selvala, Heart of the Wilds. Um, awesome card. I don't know if I need it in here. I mean, it is. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield, its controller may draw a card if it's the biggest creature in play. That happens a lot. And it can make me in a lot of mana. Although, it, make me, it can, make, can make me in a lot of mana. It can, it can make a lot of mana. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously good in here. I just I probably have a better place for it. Homeward Path. Um, I don't really like Homeward Path, but... I want because I was running crop rotation, I wanted some targets, and it's bad if people steal your shit in this deck. So, you know, they're big creatures. You want to make sure you, you fucking keep them. Carnage Tyrant. Hate to give um flashbacks to any standard control players, but there's Carnage Tyrant. Aggravated Assault. Of course, this is the Savage Event Maw combo. Um uh two and a red for you pay three and two red. To untap all creatures you control, and after this phase, you get an additional combat step. With Savage Vent Maw, of course, that makes uh, infinite combat steps with uh, infinite green mana. One extra infinite green mana hanging out. It's the one combo in the deck. And it's not very original, but... You know. Atali... What's the last card, then? Oh, I know what it is. Huh. Atali Primal Storm. Four red red uh, for a 6-6 six, six dinosaur. No trample. Whenever a Tali Primal Storm attacks, exile top card of each player's library and then cast the any number of non-land cards exiled this way without paying their mana cost. Everyone knows a Tali. It's just fun. And the last but not least, yep, Berserk. I loved when they reprinted this. In, uh, what was it? Um, uh, um, fuck. Conspiracy 2, right? Um, one green for an instant. Cast Berserk only before the combat damage step. Which, you know. Target creature gains trample and plus X plus O until end of turn where X is its power. The beginning of the next end step, destroy that creature if it attacked this turn. Real good with Stonehoof Chieftain because it's indestructible. Also good if you're gonna like sack it to greater good. Second main phase. It's just it's a gotcha card. It's a it's a it's a kill card. It's also as a friend of mine has pointed out multiple times, a great removal spell. Your opponent attacks one of the other players with uh, their commander. Before damage, cast Berserk, because it doesn't say your creature. Cast Berserk, hit one opponent for larger, for bigger, and then it destroys in green for one mana the, um, the attacking creature at the end of turn. So, What is that card called? Where you cast a creature and it comes in, it ca you have to cast it from your hand, and it comes into play, and then you start, you you have to you can tutor up a creature that has the same total power and toughness and put it into play, and I'm fucking losing my mind, but I don't, it doesn't matter, and it would be against the spirit of the show to look it up. So this deck, it's uh, it's fine. It's fun. You uh, 
it's, it's a it's my timmiest deck, I guess. Is that the phrase? And um, it's a very Timmy deck, and my head is spinning, yo. This shit's pretty dope, though. It feels nice. I'm just um, spinning. They spinning, they spinning. But, um, yeah, that's something else. Nothing spectacular. I was I ran into a guy that was playing Fires of Invention in his Zenigos deck, and I put it in here, and then I took it out without ever playing it. But it seems interesting. Just a way to start pumping creatures in the play. But uh, I don't think I need it. You know, I could recommend Star Trek. Six Christian Slater's in Star Trek Six, but instead, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go easy and I'm gonna recommend True Romance, the uh, Quentin Tarantino written, um, uh, Tony Scott directed crime romance action movie. True True Romance, one of my favorite films of all time. My friend Carrie was an assistant director, assistant. My friend Carrie was an assistant director on it, and uh, I, I often would probe her for stories about uh, a set of true romance. She was in the room during the um, great Dennis Hopper, Christopher Walken scene. You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> you're you're a mocha loop. Um, and uh, yeah, so watch True Romance. It's a fucking great movie. It's a it's a it's christian slater's best movie by far it is a tribute to the great early 70s uh terrence malick film badlands it actually has the same music in a very tarantino but not tony scott way so it's interesting it's tony scott's best movie um and i, I you know and i love like crimson tide and top gun and stuff but it's it's his best movie man on fire man on fire is a cool flick too but uh it's true romance. I don't think I need to explain it, but it's awesome. Gary Oldman. Eh, it's just fucking great. So that's my recommendation. Recommend by recommendation is the adventures of Clarence and uh, uh, Alabama. And uh, uh, they're very, um, it's just, it's a fun flick. Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> Bronson Pinchot is great, but uh, I'll come back with something more esoteric next time. But this time it's like, Honestly, if I'm recommending a Christian Slater movie, I'm recommending True Romance. That's it. That's all there is to it. I think I should I should probably just end this off. Go lay down and deal with the consequences of my mocha loop. So uh, this has been. <clears throat> This has been Chad Gets High and Talks Bass Commander Dex. My name is Chad. I'm high on Mokaloop. And I talked to you about my Xenagos God of Revels deck. My temper tantrum in 100 pieces of cardboard. My, uh, my stress ball. <laughs> my magic stress ball. So everybody have a good night. Wear your fucking masks. And, um...
I don't know, save the whales. I don't know. Are we still saying that? Save the whales. Free Mumia. Is that a thing still? Um, justice for a mod. How about that? And, uh, you know, be be better to each other than we're being right now. Just Just a little bit better. Just a little bit better. All right. Good night. Antithesis Audio.